0: I remember being in a business meeting one day and I got up to leave the room. I dropped some papers and when I bent over to pick them up, I ripped my pants. The noise of the rip was so loud that one of the men sitting at the conference table jumped. You see, I had an overeating issue. I couldn't fix it. Then I went down and ate the entire bag of Doritos and all the dip. I was miserably full. Many of my clothes in my closet didn't fit anymore and the ones that did were extremely tight. I felt guilty and I felt shameful. It reminded me of the way an addict would feel after
1: looking at pornography or using drugs. Alcohol addiction, drug addiction, pornography addiction, sex addiction. These are all problems that can be solved by seeking a higher power and abstaining from the substance or issue that I'm addicted to. But what if I'm addicted to food? I mean, aren't we all addicted to food? I need food to survive and live. However, the amount of food that I need and the amount of food that I want is where there can be a problem. Why does our society frown upon drug and substance abuse, but it's okay with overeating? and in fact, sometimes even encourages it. How do I live in a culture that accepts and encourages overeating? Is it possible to change my eating habits so that I can glorify God with my body? These are the questions that I want to ask my guests today as we talk about overeating. My guests would prefer to remain anonymous, and so I have altered their voice. I'm Eric Hutchinson. Welcome to the If Nothing Changes podcast. Hey, friend. Thanks for joining me. Why don't you introduce yourself, and uh, let's get into the topic.
0: Hi, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and I struggle with
1: overeating. Well, welcome, friend. Glad you're here. So I want to get into our topic, but let me address the listeners first. If you are listening today and you have a physical issue that causes you to be overweight, Or if you are taking medication and that causes you to be overweight, that is not what we're talking about today. Today's topic is about overeating. This is when a person eats way more than they need, and it usually causes them to gain weight. Again, if you have some disorder in your body that is causing you to be overweight, that is not what we are talking about. The second thing that I want to address is shame. Shame tells us that we are bad people. If you are overweight, you are not a bad person. We are not trying to shame you in any way. I wanted to have an episode about this issue because I believe that many struggle with overeating and it's become a problem in our American culture. In fact, the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, says that obesity in America is at epidemic levels. Their statistics show that 20% of all Americans are obese and that in 19 states, 35% of people are obese, not overweight, but obese. Obesity can lead to stroke, heart disease, pancreatitis, infertility, arthritis, blood clots, gout, sleep apnea, snoring, lung disease, gallstones, type 2 diabetes, and 13 different kinds of cancer. The CDC says one in five children and more than one in three adults struggle with obesity. The CDC defines obesity as anyone with a body mass index, that's BMI, of 30 or more. So let me ask our guest, what is your BMI right now? Well, my BMI right now is 25.
0: But in 2018, it was 30, which is the crossover line for obesity.
1: Tell me a little bit about your past. When did you start realizing, or maybe you didn't realize it, but when did overeating start in your life?
0: Well, I grew up in a wonderful home with parents who loved me. However, they were very conservative and were adamant that we not be wasteful. At dinnertime, I was expected to eat all of my food. I have memories of sitting in front of my plate after everyone else had left, staring at the food that I did not want to eat. I was made to stay there until the food was completely gone. I wouldn't consider it abuse, but it definitely trained me very early that eating everything in front of me was important and that it was wasteful if I didn't. People always ask me at restaurants, are you sure you don't want more? And the restaurants always serve me more than I need. I know that my dad doesn't mean any harm, but he always says, oh, come on, you can eat more than that. And it becomes like a competition. I remember snacking a lot when I was a kid. I remember eating a lot of food, especially at holiday dinners. Again, I mentioned my dad and, and the competition of eating. I remember at holiday dinners eating two hamburgers, two hot dogs, baked beans, and a roll, maybe two rolls if I got into
1: the competition. So was it, uh, you know, after you got married or when was it that you actually started seeing the weight gain in your, in your life?
0: Well, it wasn't until I was in my thirties that I actually started seeing some weight gain.
1: Man, that's, that's a long time. You're you're an adult, fully an adult. So, uh, why, why the thirties? Why, what happened then? Well, I mean, what was it that happened in the thirties that, that you started gaining weight
0: then? Well, I wasn't as active as I had been in my youth. I also had three children, and I got
1: old. (laughs) So I assume that eventually there in your 30s that your overeating started to catch up to you. Yes, it did.
0: In 2007, I was about 230 pounds, and I finally decided to start running to lose weight. Well, did that work for you,
1: or uh, did your weight stay
0: on? No, it, it worked for me. Uh, I s- started running, and I finally got enough miles in that I decided to run my first marathon. And eventually,
1: I started losing weight because of all the miles that I was putting in. Wow, a marathon. That's a lot of miles to run. So did you lose weight quickly, or was it just over time?
0: At first, it was slow, but then as I started running consistently... The weight just fell off. So did it stay off or, you know, did it come back on? Well, as long as I ran, it stayed off. But my solution was only temporary. Why do you say that? Well, when I stopped running, my eating habits continued. I lost 35 pounds in my first marathon, but then I gained it all back after I stopped running. So I trained for another marathon and I lost the weight again. I started gaining it back, and so in 2011, I ran my third marathon and again lost the weight. However, by 2014, I had gained everything back. I remember being in a business meeting one day, and I got up to leave the room. I dropped some papers, and when I bent over to pick them up, I ripped my pants. The noise of the rip was so loud that one of the men sitting at the conference table jumped. So I decided to run a half marathon, but by 2017, I had gained back all the weight that I had lost, and then some. I remember taking a cruise with my wife around that time, and one night, we were at a party where I had to wear a dress suit. The suit was at least two sizes too small. It was very uncomfortable. We were dancing and having a good time, and during the last song, the singers on the stage threw stuff all out into the audience, candy and toys and stuff. I bent over to pick something that fell on the floor and the back of my pants ripped in half. The hole was so big that I had to scale the walls and sneak back to my room to change. Are you starting to see a pattern? You see, I had an overeating issue. I couldn't fix it. I needed to step out of my denial and become open to God's change in my life. I needed to stop trying my own
1: solutions. Wow, that's a long pattern of overeating. I believe in recovery, they call that insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and uh, expecting different results. So, so how did you change? When was, the, when was the breaking point for you that you said, okay, I, uh, I, I've got a problem. I need to stop doing this pattern. Well, on
0: Thursday, September 13th of 2018, I got home around 8 p.m. I had just come home from a church leadership meeting. We had dinner at the meeting, and so I wasn't really hungry, but I wanted a snack. So I looked in the pantry, and to my delight, someone had left a bag of Doritos. Then I looked in the refrigerator, and again, to my delight, I found a 16-ounce container of Dean's French onion dipped. I was stoked. So I took the bag of Doritos and the dip downstairs to my den. On the way down, I stopped midway on the stairs just for a moment, and I stared at that Dorito bag and the dip, and I said out loud to myself, I'm going to regret this. Then I went down and ate the entire bag of Doritos and all the dip. I was miserably full. I kept burping up ranch Dorito flavor, and in the morning, I still had that Dorito taste in my mouth. As I predicted, I regretted my actions. I weighed somewhere around 230 pounds again. Many of my clothes in my closet didn't fit anymore, and the ones that did were extremely tight. I felt guilty, and I felt shameful. It reminded me of the way an addict would feel after looking at pornography or using drugs. I had a hopeless feeling that I was stuck in a pattern of life that was never going to change. I called my sponsor, and I told him that I needed help and that I was ready to change my eating habits permanently. You see, diets are temporary. They're temporary by definition. They don't last. You're going to change your eating habits for a short amount of time until you reach your goal, but then you pick right back up where you left off. Don't get me wrong. It hasn't been a piece of cake. Wait, let me rephrase that. It hasn't been easy, but just like an addiction to drugs, alcohol, or really any addiction,
1: I have to take it one day at a time. So give me some practical changes that you made. I mean, I'm assuming that God did not just miraculously heal you overnight and you woke up then. I'm sure this happened over time. So give me some practical changes that God led you to make in your life.
0: Well, I stopped putting sugar in my coffee, and I've got to tell you that was one of the hardest things that I did. I stopped drinking sodas in general. I will sometimes have an occasional soda, but not very often. I tried to make changes that I could live with the rest of my life. Again, trying to avoid that temporary change. I started looking at food as fuel and not so much as recreational event. I started eating to live and not living to eat. Now, I want to be clear. I am not saying that I never have desserts or treats. In fact, I have a little tiny bowl of candy every night as I'm watching TV or spending time with my family. But as a general rule, I don't snack in between meals. I eat three meals a day, but I only eat one portion of whatever
1: I'm eating. Those are some great tips, but some might say that you're just simply on another diet. So how long have you actually been sober from overeating? This September will be five years. Wow, five years. That's fantastic. Congratulations on that. So how much do you weigh now? I
0: weigh 190 pounds, which is 40 pounds less than my top weight.
1: So what would you tell the person who is listening today that is currently struggling with overeating? I would say that diets don't change things
0: permanently. I needed to invite Jesus Christ into this area of my life. I needed his strength to help me figure out a new eating lifestyle, and I needed to be completely honest about the overeating issue. It is an addiction. Food is an addiction if you are overeating. To the person who feels that breaking an unhealthy addiction to food is not possible, I would say anything is possible with God. Make a permanent change, not a... A temporary change because if nothing changes
1: nothing changes well that sounds really familiar in fact you look very familiar that's because I am you that's right friends in case you haven't already figured it out this is just another part of my story It's been said that sugar is as as addictive as cocaine. If you are struggling with food issues and you think that there is no way to change this issue in your life, that's a lie from the enemy and God can help you change. But you have to be willing to let him into that area of your life. First Corinthians 10 31 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, Do it all to the glory of God. Change is possible. But as our guest said, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.